Happy Hump Day, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets. Powered by Betsperts, we are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and back from his little hiatus, Mr. Andy Moller. How are we doing, Andy? And you told me just before the show, you're teaching the kids about the Wu-Tang Clan? Yeah, we listened to some ODB this morning on the way to school. Taught him a little shimmy shimmy yeah. And I'm like, man, this is a complicated history, guys. We might need to take the we might need to take the scenic route to school. There's a lot of you know, if you go deep into the Wu Tang, uh, the canon of it, it's a lot going on. But it was fun because then Spotify decided to just play me old school rap for like the whole ride back, which was so it was a good morning. You know what? They did. I didn't hear this song, but it was a good day. That would have been oh. a good one. My God, I would have. I, That's one of my favorite random minute articles. Somebody figured out what day it was. Like, given oh, the facts that are in the song, you can actually hone down, and it's like one. There is one day that qualifies as that day. I, I can't remember what the yeah. I can't remember what the top one he used. Like at the top of that funnel, I think it started with the fact that the Lakers had beat the SuperSonics. Right. There's a Lakers before. game that night. There was smog in L.A. He gives out like a couple other little time framey things, but yeah, like that's you start with the Lakers games and work your way backwards. You can get there. When didn't the Lakers beat the Supersonics? That's fair. Yeah, I think there was a couple good years for Seattle. Hopefully, Seattle gets a team again. Decent city. The joke. I mean, it's not even a joke. The talk is like a Rod moving the Timberwolves to Seattle, which I guess would save me some money. A Rod owns the Timberwolves. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's a uh, courtside every game now. That guy loves uh, getting down there and playing basketball. So, yeah, we've mentioned two sports so far that I don't bet, really. Basketball and baseball. Although I, I, did, I do bet baseball every single day, uh, like I mentioned. I don't know if I said this in the air, but I moved a shitload of money around based on, you know, it's, you ever have that? It's like, I don't use this book much. So you just keep a little bit in there in case. But for the draft, there was I had to take some big swings here and there at the draft. And I started moving things because it's like, well, I'm going to have to be, every time I make a bet here, it's just, I I need to have money here. I always take the bonuses because I'm not the kind of guy who's like, I I need to withdraw all this money to spend it right now. So I take these bonuses and I have some heavy rollovers that I need to, to meet. At like every if you're not earning a bonus i mean what are you doing it's, yeah. it's a good like juice mitigation strategy yeah. honestly i mean we're gonna bet this stuff anyway you might as well take a, a bonus and get some back on it i mean yeah so i mean bookmaker was easy just because i bet they're constantly but a couple of these other ones that i don't use as much it's like i need to just uh find someone who's good at baseball and bet their stuff every day even at worst prices yeah, you gotta so work the major just, markets yeah so it's just so i'm betting baseball and just trying to break even to get through like <laughs> you know, like $14,000 worth of uh, rollovers at various places, which I don't, it's going well. It's going well so far. So Andy is betting, Andy's betting baseball for all the wrong reasons. Or That's good. Right I got a pick for you right now. I think you can bet just about anywhere you want. So continue to work the rollover here as we have a little. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, that's the thing, too. It's It sucks. It's like, oh, man, is it the, the best of the number for a lot of basketball is at places where I don't have but the team total stuff sometimes you'll see a little differentiation in the market so tonight we got celtics we got bucks we've got uh what is it two 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 series two two we're all tied up the other game we have is memphis golden state i don't have a pick in that game it's the spread looks about right to me maybe a little bit of value honestly on golden state 
but I like maybe the over. I also just don't know if, if Morant is going to play. He's doubtful. It doesn't seem like he's going to play, but they keep talking about how it's a knee bruise and knee soreness. And, and based on what we've seen guys try to play through, that is an injury that maybe he'll try to get out there and, and give it a go. So it just, it brings too much variance for me. We'll see how it goes. I mean, as the day goes on, if he really is confirmed out, I might look at an over or something like that. I think we'll just be kind of an up and down game. And hopefully Memphis can win this one out, Andy, so we get Golden State in six and I can hit my middle. But I'm not feeling too good about that. Seems like a decent spot for Golden State. But the Bucks-Celtics game, uh, there is a look I like quite a bit there. It's been a really fun series back-to-back. Um, each team has won a game in, a, in um, each other's arena, which is always fun. I mean, it's an old saying. A series doesn't start until somebody wins on the road. We've had some punches thrown here. But Boston gets back home court advantage in the last game and had a tremendous shooting game. The Bucks with a, a solid lead there, but only ended up shooting about 41.5% from the game. 33% from three, whereas Boston was 50% from the field, almost 38% from three. Just some big differences there. But you start to look at some of the other numbers. Milwaukee had less turnovers. Um, Milwaukee had much more offensive rebounds. And it's just been a really solid series for them. And when I look at this team total, 109 and a half, they still haven't, they've only gotten over this number once. And again, that was last game with 50% shooting and, you know, a little bit, I guess, right on about average pace for the series. But as slow as these games have been, as contentious they've been, I mean, I'm willing to grab 109 under 109 and a half here. I make it 107 and, you know, I'll take the risk. Maybe the Celtics pop in the fourth quarter again and have a really good shooting night, but I just don't see it. And it's been a slow series. I don't mind the full game under, but the Milwaukee number came up pretty close to what I had, but, the Celtics, again, I make them 107. little value on Milwaukee tonight. Um, a lot of our sharper friends are on the Bucks spread there. So don't mind that as well, but this is my favorite angle. Yeah, and the uh, unders, unders have done okay. Obviously, that last game was a, got, a bit of weird, got a bit weird. The Bucks made it weird. I think the Bucks really have to be kicking themselves after letting that uh, – Letting that kind of slip away. It's been a weird postseason. Some of these fourth quarters have been wild. Injuries and three-point shooting. I mean, that'll bring some nonsense to anything. So uh, it's hopefully everybody can stay healthy and we have something close to, you know, a non-aberrant shooting performance. I mean, that's been the whole NBA, honestly. Figure out who's going to shoot the best three-point at night and just go with that. It's unbelievable some of the um, pluses and minuses we've seen, like the Mavericks the other night. I mean, that's just nuts. What, and what what's the full Middleton sitch? Uh, there's no talk of him. They said he was going to need about two heard, weeks. I haven't heard anything. Those two weeks have passed, and I haven't heard anything about him. So I guess maybe they're not too optimistic. I would assume they try to get him back for game six at home. But, again, I haven't heard anything about him or seen any video of him doing anything, which generally isn't a good sign. Yeah, I was going to say when we first had it, it was like, ah, maybe game five. That's kind of where the timetable ends. And I just feel like I would have heard, even casual NBA Andy, I feel like I would have heard something by now. So not good. But yeah, if, if they're able to steal this one and get Middleton back for a closer, kudos to Milwaukee. You just won a hell of a series. But uh, look for that under in the team total. I'm, I'm shopping that out right now. And uh Somebody in the chat says they gave an update the other day that was basically saying there is no update. Those are my favorite I love those. updates. Yeah, those are the, the best. At least they came out and said something. Because I, I think they know, like, if we don't say anything, people will just assume the worst, which is, I mean, fair to do. I don't I don't blame people for assuming the worst, honestly. So, um, Byron Nelson, the AT&T Byron Nelson 
coming off a nice win. I'm just going to mention it every day. Max Homa, thank you. Needed that. Needed that for the uh, last week's ROI to come out on the right side of the zero. And yeah, fucking horses. I did have one pick. I'm still putting together the rest of mine. If you subscribe to the newsletter, you already saw this one. It was my favorite matchup. Uh, I did put it as my free pick in the newsletter because not only am I writing high on Homa, I put to, I think it was like oh for a million on free picks in the newsletter. So I tried to get cute with it, put like outrights and, you know, sneaky top tens. I'm like, why don't I just do matchups? I'm actually good at that. So last two weeks have been matchups and they've, I think both cashed fairly easily, maybe at the cut both times last week for sure. Cashed at the cut this week. It is Aaron Wise, Ryan Noonan's favorite player over Matt Kuchar, everyone's least favorite player. And this was a weird one too, because it is an easy course. I can see basically anybody going 20 under here. Anybody in the field can just get good with the putter and, uh, kind of basing this off my overall numbers i did some you know some approach numbers i did some just straight up modeling and uh putting and short game ron pga splits 101 did a like a bent grass compared to baseline model that you can find in the discord that is pretty nice because we are in bent grass it's only the second time since like uh I think Augusta and this really, once we get up north, we'll have a lot more bent grass, but these are going to be really easy to put on greens and somebody slash anyone can get out with the putter. Wise drives the ball 30 yards further than Kuchar on average. Like it is a bit of a bomb and gouge course. Guys who have distance are going to help. Wise is better on approach. Wise finds more greens. Wise is better in basically everything except around the green, which is, you know, I do think, you know, I was talking about putting having a lot of variance and noise around the green can be buoyed really quickly by a couple of lucky shots. You hole out from a bunker, you're going to get a huge bump in around the green. And it's a smaller sample because, uh, I mean, guys are hitting on average 12 greens in regulation. So you're not getting this, you know, there's an approach shot on every single shot that's not a par three. So you get a bunch of those. Whereas if you're hitting 14 greens that day, you're not getting a lot added to your around the green numbers because you only had three or four chips. So somebody holds out, somebody has a couple lucky shots or really, really nails it for a few weeks. Their around the green numbers fly up. And honestly, their overall strokes gained fly up just because they've they've had some luck around that. Kucher has been buoyed by that. I don't believe that's ever sustainable for anybody. And it's not as important here. So Wise is like a minus 150 favorite a lot of places. I'm laying the stroke and a half uh, because, again, it's not one of these tournaments where, um, you know, scoring distribution, I guess, Alex, you know, in a lower scoring game, let's say if NBA games were, you know, ended with 20 points each, it'd be a lot harder for you to lay seven points in an NBA game. But since the, the scoring is hired, I think maybe you take that into account sometimes with bigger spreads. The total is going to make a difference. This is a tournament where the winner was 25 under last year. This isn't going to be last week where the winner was eight under and the scoring distribution overall is tighter. It's going to be a yeah, wide it's... scoring distribution. So I'm, I'm much more likely to lay the stroke and a half here where the scoring is going to be more spread out. And honestly, I just think that the, the golf is that big anyway. 
It's the concept that a bigger spread is easier to bet when you have a bigger total in the NFL and the NBA. And there isn't really a total in golf. But the point you're sort of making is there's going to be people going low. I mean, there's going to be much more birdies. The scores are going to be deeper. So conceptually, that's similar to having a high total. So lay more spreads, try to be more aggressive in a selling because, again, when guys go do well, they're going to do really well. It's not going to be that competitive. Yeah, for sure. So more than happy to lay strokes with a few guys. I, I hadn't done it a, a ton the last few weeks, but a lot of them hadn't really merited it. And last week I was worried somebody's going to win the tournament at like four under, and it was just going to be tight all the way through, and I was going to have a lot of pushes. But uh, I did have a push last week in my full tournaments. Both guys finished at the same score. So lucky I didn't lay it a lot there. And uh, I'll have more out later this afternoon, including some outrights, full tournament, and probably some round one picks tomorrow on the show as we look at some afternoon guys on our little morning morning. What do we call this? Stream? I'm going to call it a stream right now. I like it. it. Speaking of streams, it's more of a river that runs through Paris, but uh, this is a city I've heard of. This is nice. You have to find a stream to watch these. How about that? That's maybe Yeah, that's that's probably true, too. You're not going to find this on the tennis channel because they don't show that much tennis. But uh, WTA 125K Paris, it's nice when it's a city I've actually heard of because a lot of these I haven't. And I think you know the the other one as well. But yeah, the big Kelsey. tournament this week again is in Rome. Everything's going okay with our outright so far. Um, basically, the way the schedule is, a lot of matches kind of underway. I didn't see anything necessarily for tomorrow that stuck out to me. Um, just starting to open some lines. Curious to see what Sabalenka Pagula looks like. That'll be fun. Zachary Golf will be a great match tomorrow. But again, I'll put anything those out if you follow me on Twitter at underscore noobs. There's a link there in my profile, and you can see anything and. Again, we'll try to get these out, but sometimes the timing with that tournament's a little tough. But two events, and we've talked about these a little bit before, if you will, AAA women's tennis kind of uh, 125K events. And some websites are under Challenger. So look for that. But um, you should be able to find these just about everywhere in Paris. And these matches will all be early tomorrow morning. The match in Paris looks like it could be as early as 5 a.m. The matches in our next tournament looks like they could be as early as 4 a.m. So you got plenty of time to get these in before you go to sleep tonight. And maybe you'll have a little coffee and tennis. But Haley Baptiste goes against Beatriz Haddad Maya. Uh, BHM playing some really great tennis. The Brazilian is very comfortable on clay. But Baptiste is very underrated as I start to look at some of her recent prices. Again, her recent form maybe isn't as good as BHM. She's recently made uh, long runs in a couple events. But as you start to look at her quality of competition face, she generally beats up on a much higher player, um, whereas Baptiste actually plays, uh, in general, a better average than uh, BHM does. So I have this closer, honestly, to like plus 160, somewhere around that range. And it's, again, hard to make those adjustments in some of these lower levels, trying to compare, you know, apples and oranges, honestly, with some of these things. But going to take Baptiste, the money line there, plus 225, honestly, anything plus 200 or better for about half unit and then give me the four games um the four games is pretty cheap maybe you'll see four and a half out there that's fine but we'll kind of split things up there i'll go full unit on the spread half unit on the money line i think it's at the very least going to be a close match but baptiste has a chance to win these next two i think are kind of win or or maybe there's a blowout here it's again as we start to look at some of these lower level events i look at a match like Greetman and playing my hantam and it's hard to figure out Hantama generally plays at these lower levels. Friedman is more of a WTA player, but on clay, this number should be much closer. So happy to take 170 there. And then Rebecca Marino playing Anna Bondar. 
Now, these ones are a little more similar, kind of easier to figure out where they are. But Bondar has had a really great start to the season. She was much better on hard court than she had ever been, has carried that momentum through with a nice start to clay season, which really is her best surface. But uh, this is way out of hand. I don't know why Marino continues to be kind of underrated in the market. So happy to grab her at plus 200 as well. So a couple money lines and a spread there. And again, all of these will be uh, early tomorrow morning as you're waking up East Coast time. I would never wake up East Coast time. <laughs> I suppose I you would. You do. You love your central time. You really do. You're all about it. Football is at noon. The, just, it's, the clock is straight up. There's something so beautiful, OCD, about like the day is split in half by football starting. Like it's 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 the start of the afternoon. Maybe it's the it, best point you've ever made. Actually, it's funny. It's it's, it's only it's only like twenty weeks out of the year, and it's only one day of those weeks that that matters. So you're talking twenty out of three sixty five and a quarter. But it really maybe that's the part that sits with me the most is like football starts at noon, and it that makes it just makes so much sense to me. But also, I was raised that way. Speaking of football, this is actually a good segue. I have no idea what time these games starts because I've never watched one. And I probably I see never them will. every once in a while. I skip over them. Oh, God. It's not good. The Philadelphia all. team is apparently doing okay. Yeah, there's some uh, there's some decent teams that have uh, set themselves. There's a really bad team. Pittsburgh may not win a game. Um, they are that abhorrent. They're bad. And uh, Abnormally Distributed said he loves Baptiste as well. He calls you Singular. He couldn't remember your name on the stream. <laughs> and, and he called you Noop. Singular I'm fine Noop. With that. So, uh, well, I mean, there really is not, only one of me. I mean, it is, it's meant to spell spoon backwards. If it's Singular Noop, it spells poon, which is a whole different kind of connotation. So we will always go with the plural Noops. I'm happy either way. Uh, I think so, too. And the USFL, the standings are imbalanced. So you have two conferences. And just like we had, you know, roughly 160 years ago, it is the North and the South. There's no, not like every other league. They couldn't go East and West, which makes sense, I guess. But all the games are played in the same stadium. Like the semifinals will be played in the same place. The everything's like neutral constantly, unless you're from Birmingham, apparently. But the North is led by my generals. I bet on them last week. I talked about it a little on Twitter. I still think you can bet more generals because I did today. Plus 550. Foxbet has this up at 375, but over at FanDuel, you can get plus 550, our sponsor. And yeah, and uh, my bookie, if you're an offshore connoisseur i'm not sure how much you can get down but they uh, also have plus 550 i'm not going nuts with these guys like 100 bucks say, how much do you really want to get down 100 bucks and this is plenty so uh and patrick says does it really matter when all futures tickets get voided after the league folds that would be a trifecta That's for mean. me i've had it happen twice it hurts so bad btsd guys but so the way it works is the top two teams in each the north and the south are automatically in the semifinals of the championship. The Maulers, as I mentioned, from Pittsburgh. So they have a Final Four. Yeah, really, really horrible. Like, at this point, based on their schedule, based on who they play, and, I mean, a little bit based on how good they are, the Generals would have a very, very, very difficult time not making the playoffs at all. So if they make the playoffs, they're in the semifinals. Again, neutral site. 
So it doesn't even really matter if they're the one or the two seed. There's no advantage to that. Become one of the top two teams in the conference, and you are one win away from the championship game. All the good teams besides the generals are in the other conference. Like they have beaten up on Pittsburgh. They'll play them two more times, I think. And the the Panthers, not good. The Stars, okay. It would probably be general stars. They basically, they should be a a fair-sized favorite in the semifinal, and then maybe a smallish dog in the uh, in the final. I wouldn't think, I wouldn't think it'd be more than like plus one eighty. And I'm really just spitballing numbers. So I did some parlays with that. I couldn't get it past like three and a half, four to one. So I really think there's quite a bit of value here. Anything can happen. Injuries can happen. This is a horrible, horrible, horrible team to watch. They run the ball and run the ball and run the ball, and they do it well. It's it is really 1940s football, like four horsemen shit. They have a very positive uh, EPA per play on offense, though. They do what they do effectively. It's like Coach Boone in uh, Remember the Titans, where he talks about the Veer offense. Says it's like Novocaine. You just keep you just keep hitting him with it. And it works. Was that the Veer, or am I thinking of? Uh, it's been a long time since I've remembered. I, I, I may be I may be mixing up Remember the Titans and We Are Marshall at this point. I might just it's be possible. making a, a, a mishmash of those two movies in my head. Whatever offense they ran at uh, the high school that uh, Denzel coached at, it is the same thing. Veer, Veer in both cases. But, I mean, they it's not that. They don't have, like, six plays. But, man, they run the ball constantly. It's horrible. And it has been working against all of these teams. So, generals for the USFL title. The New Jersey generals. I talked way too much about the USFL there. Yeah, they are from New Jersey. So, yeah, if you live in New Jersey, there's a chance you might have to bet offshore anyway. I'm not sure you can bet on these at FanDuel in there. So, uh, yeah, every every offense back in the day ran the fear. So, we're taking it back, setting football. What we're going to do is we're going to set football back hundred years, but set your bankroll ahead five hundred and fifty dollars. That's I mean, the there are people here. who just want to go out and watch, you know, old school run it down your throat football. I mean, I like a little wishbone offense. I'm not against that. Yeah. I don't know if I, I watch mean, it every week. But... Especially if it if it just continues to work. Like they shorten games, they win games. If you're down by two scores against this team, it feels awful. It is it is just kind of like that. So and with the quarterbacks again, with all due respect to Mr. DeAndre Johnson and Luis Perez I've never heard of these people. Yeah, there's a lot. Again, of I don't know a ton of college football players, but I feel like if either of those guys weren't good at slinging the ball, we'd have heard about them, right? So, yeah, my, my finals prediction is New Jersey Generals versus the New Orleans Breakers. Ooh. Even though the Stallions are undefeated, I think the Breakers are able to take the South and make it to the finals. So there we go. Kyle Sloter. <laughs> Former Minnesota Viking. Slaughterhouse Five. You want to have some fun? Roll through these USFL rosters. Oh God! I I don't believe that all these are real people. They could just make people up. Shea Patterson stinking up the league, indeed. Patrick, there's some castoffs that are not good. Uh, So shout out to our sponsor, FanDuel. Like I said, if you are not in New Jersey, you can find the best number there at FanDuel. And I did want to mention we'll have a pretty good promo. For FanDuel, it doesn't start until tomorrow, which means I don't know what it is. I just know it's going to be good because someone brought it up to me at work and said, like, hey, we're going to have a pretty good promo f- that's going to run for, like, a week. It may be golf-related. So 
check back tomorrow with me. I'll, I'll tell you what that's all about. Hit the thumbs up if you're dying of anticipation. And for all of us here, have a good Wednesday.